Welcome to Books and Sound. I'm your host, Don Beavers, and this episode contains a digitally remastered theatrical presentation of one of the great works of literature. Please remember to subscribe so that you can enjoy new episodes as they are released. This podcast is provided free and offered without commercial interruption. If you enjoy the episode, please leave us a positive review so that we can grow the podcast. Enjoy. This is Castle Playhouse. From the stages and studios, producers and playwrights of the world, your hosts, the brewers of Castle Lager, bring you the week's finest radio entertainment, Castle Playhouse. The Diary of Anne Frank. gone home. It's after six. Don't stay up here, Mr. Frank. What's the use in torturing yourself like this? I've come to say goodbye. I'm leaving here, Meep. We've cleaned the attic out, Mr. Frank. Where are you going? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. You can't leave here. This is your home. Amsterdam is your home. Your business is here, waiting for you. Oh, you're needed here. Now that the war is over, there are things that... I can't stay in Amsterdam, Meep. It has too many memories for me. Everywhere there's something. The house we lived in. The school. I'm not the person you used to know, Meep. I'm a bitter old man. Forgive me. I shouldn't speak to you like this. Not after all that you did for us. The suffering. No. No, it wasn't suffering. You can't say we suffered. I know what you've been through. I'll remember it as long as I live. Oh, come, Meep. Let's go down to the office. Mr. Frank, there are some of your papers here. I found them in a heap of rubbish on the floor after... After you left. Burns him. Burn this? Oh. Anna's diary. Yes. Monday, the 6th of July, 1942. Is it possible, Meep? Only three years ago. Dear diary... Since you and I are going to be great friends, I will start by telling you about myself. My name is Anna Frank. I'm 13 years old. I was born in Germany the 12th of June, 1929. As my family is Jewish, we emigrated to Holland when Hitler came to power. My father started a business importing spice and herbs. Things went well for us until 1940. Then the war came and the Dutch defeat 
followed by the arrival of the Germans. Then things got very bad for the Jews. You could, could not, not do, do this. this. You could, could not, not do, do that. that. They forced father out of business. We had to wear yellow stars. I couldn't go to a Dutch school anymore, or to the cinema, or even ride in a motor car. But somehow, we children still managed to have fun. Yesterday, father told me we were going into hiding. Where? He wouldn't say. At five o'clock this morning, mother woke me and told me to hurry and get dressed. I was to put on as many clothes as I could. It would be too suspicious if we walked along carrying suitcases. Our hiding place was to be in the roof of the building where Father used to have his business. And I knew it well. I'd often climbed up into the roof to do some exploring. The attic was divided into little rooms, more like broom cupboards. It was very dark. Three other people were coming with us. The Fandans and their son, Peter. Father knew them, but we had never met them. I'm sorry there's still so much confusion, Mr. Frank. It's quite all right, Nick. After all, we'll have plenty of leisure to arrange everything ourselves. I put the stores of food you sent in here. Your medicines are here. And the soap and linen here. Oh, thank you, Nick. I made up the beds the way Mr. Frank said. Oh, I've still, I've still got to get some ration books for you. Ration books? They say our names on ration books and are we here. Don't worry. Your names won't be on them. That's illegal. We've never done anything illegal. We won't be living exactly according to regulations here. Mr. and Mrs. Van Dahn, this isn't the black market. This is what we call the white market. Helping all the hundreds and hundreds who are hiding out in Amsterdam. Oh, now, now I must go... I must be downstairs in the office before the workmen get here, but I'll be up each day to bring you food and news and find out what your needs are. Oh, Mr. Frank, you'll tell them about the noise and other arrangements. I'll tell them. Well, goodbye then. I'll come up again after the workmen have left to see that you've got everything. I'll just bolt the door. What did she mean about the noise? While the men are in the building below, we must... Have complete quiet. Every sound can be heard down there. Not only in the offices, but in the workrooms too. The men come at 8.30 in the morning and leave at about 5.30 in the evening. During that time, we must move only when it is necessary and then in stockinged feet. We must never speak above a whisper. No rubbish... Oh, soldiers marching. No rubbish must ever be thrown out which might reveal that someone is living here. Not even a potato paring. It will burn everything at night. On the landing, just below the attic, is a toilet and shower. These we can only use after the workmen have left during the day. I have made provision in the far corner room. Mr. Fandan and I will take turns in the evening of cleaning and emptying out the buckets. Nate will push a bookcase against the door leading from the office to the landing. It is for our own safety that I do not want anyone to leave the attic. Not even to go along to the landing during the day. This way we must live until it is over. If we are to survive. Until it is over. After six we can move about. 
We can talk and laugh and have our supper and read and play games, just as we would at home. Now, Mrs. Fundan, you and Mr. Fundan will sleep in that room. It's very small, so I'm afraid there will be no room for Peter. He will be in the one next door to you, which is even smaller. Anna and Margot will be in this one here, on the right. This will be our common room. But that takes up all of them. Where will you and Mrs. Frank sleep? This is also our bedroom. But that oh, no, you right. can't do that. No, we'll sleep here and you take the private room. It's your place. Please. I've sought this all out for weeks. It's the best arrangement. It's the only arrangement. But, I warned you, Peter will have to stop growing because if he grows any taller, he will have to sleep with his feet out of the door. Hurry, everyone. Onto your beds and your rooms. Oh, and remember all I've said. And tonight we will have a real supper. Our first supper together. Mr. Frank, never can we thank you. I don't know what would have happened to us if it had not been for you. You don't know how your husband helped me when I came to this country. I can never repay him for that. Quickly, <laughs> get your shoes off. Strange how time seems to go so slowly when you're lying about doing nothing. Today would never end. Peter's awfully shy, isn't he? Oh, you'll like him when you get to know him. I certainly hope so. Well, since he's the only boy I'm likely to see for months and months. Anna! Anna, here's a box. Open it, will you? Yes, Father. He hardly said two words all evening. You know the way I'm going to think of it here? I'm going to think of it as a boarding house... Like that one that we... Oh, Father! Oh, Father, my film stars! And Queen Wilhelmina! Oh, how wonderful! I thought you'd like to put some up in your room. There's something more. Go on, look further. Oh, it's a diary. Oh, Father, I've never had a diary. I've always longed for one. Oh, thank you, Father. I'm going downstairs to the office to get a pencil. Anna, no. But there's no one in the building now. It doesn't matter. I don't want you ever to go down to the office. Do you understand? Never? Not even at night time when, when everyone is gone? Or on Sundays? Never. I'm sorry, Annika. It isn't safe. I see. It will be hard, I know. But always remember this, Annika. There are no balls, no bolts, no locks that anyone can put on your mind. Never to feel the rain on my face, the wind through my hair, the sunshine on my skin. I suppose I should be describing what it feels like to go into hiding, but I really don't know yet myself. I only know it's funny never to be able to go outdoors... Never to be able to breathe fresh air. Never to be able to run and, and shout and jump. Every time I hear a creak in the building or a step on the street outside, I'm sure they're coming for us. Days are so bad. So long. So bad. It's safe. Last Berkman has left. Oh. And your school lessons are over now for the day. Oh, well, 
I'm first for the toilet. I don't know which is more comfortable, sitting in here or lying in bed. Have you seen my shoes, Anna? Your shoes? You've taken them, haven't you? What would I be wanting with your shoes? You're always doing all sorts of funny things. Don't know what you're talking about. You're going to be sorry. Am I? Oh, wait till I get you. <laughs> I'm waiting. I, I, I got you. Hey, give them to me. Come on. Where are they? Anna. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to my room. Anna. I think you shouldn't play like that with Peter. It's not dignified. Who cares if it's dignified? I don't want to be dignified. I only want some fun, someone to laugh and clown with. After you've sat still all day and hardly moved, you've got to have some fun. Oh, I don't know what's the matter with that boy. He isn't used to, girls. Give him a little time. Time? Oh, isn't two months time enough? With all the boys in the world, why had I to get locked up with one like him? Oh, every time I hear that sound, my heart stops. Neep signal from the office. Switch off the lights, Peter. I'll run down and unbolt the landing door. Anna, the light, please. Come in, Neep. What is the matter? Oh, Neep, whenever you come here, it's... It's like a ray of sunshine. Usually when I come up here, I, I try to bring some bit of good news, but today something has happened. What? What's the matter? Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. A Jewish friend of my dear's, a dentist, is in trouble. Oh, I know it's a terrible thing to ask you, living as you do, but can you take him in just for a few days until I can find another hiding place? Of course we can. Where is he? He's downstairs in the office. His name is Dussel. Young Dussel. Good. Bring him up. Oh, thank you, Mr. Frank. You have the right to do exactly as you please. The only thing I feel is that there's so little food as it is, and to take in another person... We can stretch the food a little. It's only for a few days. You want to make a bet? I, I think it's fine to have him. But, Otto, where are you going to put him? Where? He can have my bed. I, I can sleep on the floor. I wouldn't mind. That's good of you, Peter. But your room's too small, even for you. I have a much better idea. I'll come in here with you and Mother, and Margaret can take Peter's room, and, and Peter can go in our room with Mr. Dussel. That's right, we could do that. No, Margaret. You mustn't sleep in that room. Neither you nor Anna. Peter has seen some rats, but he doesn't mind them. We can't have Margaret shrieking at the sight of a rat. No. Margaret will come in here with us, and he can have her bed. It's the only way. Now, Margot, bring your things in here. Now, help her, Anna. Why, Margot? Why can't I come in here? Because it wouldn't be proper for Margot to sleep with... Please, Anna, don't argue. Where's the cognac, dear? Oh, it's there. Oh, but Otto, I was saving it in case of illness. Get it out. I think we couldn't find a better time to use it. Peter? Yes? Peter, will you get five glasses for me? Yes, sir. Ah, me. Mr. Dussel, come in. This is Mr. Frank. What? Mr. Otto Frank? Yes, let me take your things. Oh. This is my wife, Edith. How do you do? Mr. and Mrs. Van Dahn. Uh, how do you do? Their son, Peter. And my daughters, Margaret and Anna. Oh. Hello. Hello. Thank you again, Mr. Frank. Thank you all. Mr. Dussel, I leave you in good hands. I must go now. Oh, may I have the coat? Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Good night. Good night, Peter. Good night. Peter, bolt the doors after me. Yes, sir. I'm dreaming. I, I know it. I... I can't believe my eyes. Mr. Otto Frank here? You're not in Switzerland. Somebody found a piece of paper with an address on it in the waste paper basket in your house. An address in Zurich. 
They said that Jerome must have escaped to Zurich. Father put that there purposely, just, just so that people would think that you we... You bolted the bottom doors well, Peter? Yes, Mr. Holmes. And you've been here all the time? All the time, ever since July. Let's have a drink to welcome Mr. Dassel. Oh, yes. What to Mr. Dassel. Uh, welcome. To you. We are very honored to have you with us. Did uh, Miep warn you that you won't get much to eat here? You can imagine three ration books among seven of us. And now you make eight. Mr. Van Darn, you don't realize what is happening outside that you should warn me of a thing like that. Right here in Amsterdam, every day hundreds of Jews disappear. They surround a block and search house by house. Children come back from school to find their parents gone. Oh. Hundreds are being deported. People that you and I know... Oh, no, no. They get call-up notice to come to the Jewish theater on such and such a day and hour. Bring only what you can carry in a rucksack. If you refuse a call-up notice, then they come and drag you from your home and ship you off to Mauthausen, the death camp. <laughs> We didn't know that things had got so bad. Forgive me for speaking so... I think we could put this off until later. I'm sure Mr. Dussel would like to get settled before supper. I'm sorry we can't give you room alone. Anna, would you mind showing Mr. Dussel to his room? Will you come with me, Mr. Dussel? Monday, 21st September, 1942. Mr. Dussel and I had another battle yesterday. According to him, nothing, I repeat, nothing is right about me. My appearance, my character, my manners. Oh, you pompous bear. Why is it every grown-up thinks he knows the way to bring up children? Particularly the grown-ups that never had any. I keep wishing that Peter were a girl instead of a boy. And I would have someone to talk to. Well, Margaret's a darling, but well, she takes everything so seriously. Nothing, my child. It's just a dream. Oh. Would you like a drink of water? No. No. Oh. Was it a very bad dream? I'd rather not talk about it. Will you please ask Father to come to me? Of course, Anna. Something must be done about that child, Mrs. Frank. Yelling like that. Who knows but there's somebody on the street. She's endangering all our lives. What's the matter with Anna? She wants you, Otto. I get her a fresh glass of water. I don't want any water. Good night, then, Anna. Please, Mr. Dussel, get back into bed. Anna will be all right in a minute or two. Thank you, but I'm going to the toilet. The one place where there's peace. What is it, Anna? What happened? Oh, Pim. I dream they came to get us. The green police. They, they broke down the door and, and grabbed me and started to drag me out of here. <clears throat> Did I yell terribly loud? Do, do you think anyone outside could have... No, no. <laughs> Lie quietly now. 
Try to sleep. I'm a terrible coward. I'm so disappointed in myself. I think I've conquered my fear. I, I think I'm really grown up. And then something happens. And, and I run to you like a baby. Oh, I love you, Father. It's fine to hear you tell me that you love me, Anna. But I've been much happier. You said you loved your mother as well. She needs your help so much. And your love. We have nothing in common. Well, she doesn't understand me. Whenever I try to explain my views to her, well, she just doesn't understand. Anna, there's so little we parents can do to help our children. We can only set a good example, point out the way. The rest you must do yourself. You must build your own character. I'm trying. Really, I am. Every night before I go to sleep, I think back over all the things I did that day that were wrong. <laughs> like putting the wet mop in Mr. Dussel's bed. I say to myself I was wrong. And I make up my mind I'm never going to do that again. Never. Of course, I may do something worse. But at least I'll never do that again. I have another side, Father. I'm scared to show it in case people laugh at me if I'm serious. The air raids are getting worse. They come over day and night. The noise is terrifying. Pim says it should be music to our ears. The more planes, the sooner will come the end of the war. Oh, to ride a bike again. To laugh until my belly aches. To have new clothes from the skin. To have a, a hot tub filled to overflowing and wallow in it for hours. To be back in school with my friends. Is it come up here? I know it's the green police. They've got to get help, that's all. They'll be back. Oh, it may have been the Gestapo looking for papers. Or a thief looking for money. We've got to do something. Quick, before they come back. There isn't anything to do. Just wait. If they found us, they found us. I'll go and have a look. No, Father, no. There may be somebody down there waiting. It may be a trap. This is Saturday. There's no way for us to know what has happened until meat comes on Monday morning. We cannot live with this uncertainty. Oh, don't go, Father. Oh, someone go after Father. Make him come back. I'll go. Haven't you done enough already? Oh, please, please, Mr. Wonder, get Father. Quiet, quiet. I lift up my eyes unto the mountains from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from above, from he that made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. <laughs> what was it? See, that noise must have scared him away. Oh, thank heaven. He took the cash box and the radio. He 
He ran away in such a hurry that he didn't stop to shut the street door. It was swinging wide open. Father, are you sure it's all right? The danger is past. Don't be afraid. We're safe. Who says the danger is past? Don't you realize we're in greater danger than ever? Mr. Dussel, will you control yourself? Thanks to this clumsy fool, there's someone now who knows we're up here hiding. Oh, don't you call my boy a clumsy fool. How could he help knocking the pot from the table? It was an accident. Someone knows we're here, yes. But who is that someone? A thief? You think a thief is going to go to the green police and say, I was robbing a place the other night and I heard a noise up over my head? You think a thief? He's going to say that? Yes, I think he will. Oh, you're crazy. I think at some day he'll be caught. And then he'll make a bargain with the green police. If they let him off, he'll tell them where some Jews are hiding. Oh, Father, let's get out of here. We can't stay here now. Let's go. Go? Where? Yes, where? Have we all lost faith? Courage? A moment ago, we thought they'd come for us. We were sure it was the end. But it wasn't the end. We're alive and safe. Rosa, let us say, we thank thee. That in thy infinite mercies are us again seen fit to spare us. Now, Anna, sing for us. Come on. It's a song. Oh, Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, the sweet celebration. Around the feast we gather in complete jubilation. Happiest of seasons, now is here. Many other reasons for good cheer. Together we weather whatever tomorrow may bring. So hear us rejoicing and merrily voicing the Hanukkah song that we sing. Saturday, the 1st of January, 1944. Another year has begun, and we find ourselves still in our hiding place. We've been here for one year, five months, and 25 days. Seems that our life is at a standstill. We're all a little thinner. Mother still does not understand me. There is one great change, however. A change in myself. I read somewhere that girls of my age don't feel quite certain of themselves. That they become quiet within and begin to think of the miracle that's taking place in their bodies. I think what's happening to me is so wonderful. Not only where it can be seen, but what is taking place inside. Each time it's happened, I have a feeling that I have a sweet secret. And in spite of my pain, I long for the time when I shall feel that secret within me again. Meep. Wake up, everybody. Meep is here. Oh, Happy New Year, everybody. Hello, I came to bring you New Year greetings. Oh, you shouldn't. You should have at least one day to yourself. Oh, don't say that, Mother. It's so wonderful to see me. Oh, I can smell the wind and the cold. Are you cold? I brought you some flowers, Anna. Oh, oh, they're beautiful. Oh, thank you, Mary. And how are you, Margot? Feeling better? Oh, I'm all right. 
We filled her with every kind of pill so she won't cough and make a noise. <laughs> Look what Meep's brought us. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, Meep, you shouldn't have done it. You must have used all of your sugar ration for sake. It's beautiful. Oh, it's been ages since I even saw cake. Not since you brought us one last year. Remember? This time last oh, year. Oh, yes. You had written on it, Peace in 1943. Here, let's see. Peace in 1944. Well, it has to come sometime, you know. Here's the knife. Who is going to cut the cake? Mrs. Frank, you should cut the cake. Why shouldn't I cut it? Mrs. Frank divides things better. What are you trying to say? Oh, come on. Stop wasting time. Don't I always give everybody exactly the same? Yes, everybody gets exactly the same. Except Mr. Van Damme, who always gets a little bit more. That's a lie. She always cuts the same. Please, please. You see what a little sugar cake does to us. It goes right to our heads. You cut the cake, Mrs. Brown. Oh, thank you. Would you like a piece, Meep? Oh, no. No, I have to go in a minute. I'm going to a party tonight. Oh, how heavenly. Well, you must remember what everyone's wearing... And what you have to eat and, and everything, so you can have it tomorrow. Yes, I'll give you a full report. Uh, now, Mr. Frank, could I have a quick word with you? I, I won't keep you a minute. What's happened? Something's happened, hasn't it? No, no, no really. I, I just want your father's advice. Something's gone wrong. I know it. If it's something that concerns us here, it's better we all hear it. But the children... What they'd imagine would be worse than any reality. Well, it's the storeman. He brought some invoices up for me to sign. As I was going through them, I looked up. He was standing there, staring at the bookcase. He said he thought he remembered a door there. Wasn't there a door there that used to go up to the landing and onto the loft? Then he told me he wanted more money. Twenty guilders more a week. Blackmail. We've got to pay it. Anything he asks, we've got to pay. We'll decide that when the time comes. This may all be my imagination. You oh, you get to a point these days when you suspect everyone and everything again and again on some simple point or word. Anyway, I must be off. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye, Meepo. Oh, thanks for the cake. Sometimes I wish the end would come. Whatever no. I've got. Well, then at least we'd know where we were. You should be ashamed of yourself talking that way. Think how lucky we are. Think of the thousands dying in the war every day. Think of the people in concentration camps. No. What's the good of that? What's the good of thinking of misery when you're already miserable? That's stupid. Anna. We're young, Margot, Peter, and I. You grown-ups have had your chance, but look at us. If we begin thinking of all the horror in the world, we're lost. We're trying to hold on to some kind of ideals when everything, ideals, hopes, everything have been destroyed. But Anna, it isn't our fault the world's in such a mess. We weren't around when all this started. No, Margot. Don't think of the misery. Believe. Believe that in spite of everything, people are really good at heart. She talks as if we started the war. Did we start the war? She left her cake. I, I'll take it into her. Anna? You didn't eat your cake. Yeah. Thanks. I, I thought you were terrific out there. You know just how to talk to them. You know just how to say it. No, I don't. I do it all wrong. 
I say too much. I go too far. I hurt people's feelings. I think you're just fine. What I want to say, if it wasn't for you around here, I don't know what I mean is... Yes, better. Well, I... Do you mean it? Really mean it? I said it, didn't I? Thank you, better. When a fight or argument starts, I, I duck into my room. Well, you're lucky having a room to go to. His lordship is always here. I hardly ever get a minute alone. When they start to pick on me, I can't duck away. I, I have to stand there and take it. You gave some of it back just now. Oh, I get so mad. They've formed their opinions. We're still trying to find out. We have problems here that no other people our age have ever had. And then, just as you think you've solved them, something comes along and, bang, you, you have to start all over again. At least you've got someone you can talk to. Oh, not really. Mother, I never discuss anything with her. She doesn't understand. Oh, Father's all right. We can talk about everything. But Mother, he simply won't talk about her. I, I don't think you can be really intimate with anyone if he holds something back, do you? I, I think your father's fine. Oh, he is, Peter, he is. Nothing can take the place of school and, and friends of your own age, can it? I don't suppose so. Isn't it funny, you and I? Here we've been seeing each other for almost a year and a half. And this is the first time we've ever really talked. <laughs> it helps a lot to have someone to talk to, don't you think? Well, well any time you want to let off steam, you can come into my room. Oh, can I? I said so, didn't I? The people from whom we got our ration books have been arrested. So we've had to cut down on our food. Our stomachs are so empty that they rumble and make strange noises. All in different keys. I feel that spring is coming. I feel it in my whole body and soul. I feel utterly confused. I'm longing, so longing for, for sunshine and, and fresh air. For everything. Anna, you're not going in again tonight to see Peter. That is my intention. But you've been spending so much time in his room the last few months. Are you telling me not to go and see Peter? All right, Anna. But may I ask you this much? Please don't shut the door when you go in. You sound like Mrs. Van Damme. I don't mean to suggest anything wrong. I only wish that you wouldn't expose yourself to criticism. That you wouldn't give Mrs. Van Damme the opportunity to be unpleasant. Mrs. Van Damme doesn't need an opportunity to be unpleasant. I'm going to Peter's room, and I'm going to close the door, and I'm not going to let Mrs. Van Damme spoil our friendship. Anna, why don't you bring him out of his room and sit here and talk? It'd save a lot of trouble. It's hard on Mother having to hear Mrs. Van Damme carrying on about, well, about your being in Peter's room all the time and not say a word. Well, why doesn't she say a word? I think it's ridiculous to take it and take it. You don't understand Mother at all, do you? 
It's just not in her nature to fight back. Peter, may I come in? Of course. Anna, Anna, you won't let them stop you coming. No. Sometimes I might bring my diary. There are so many things in it that I, I want to talk over with you. What kind of things? I, I wouldn't want you to see some of it. I thought you were in nothing. Just the way you thought about me. Did you change your mind the way I changed my mind about you? Well, you'll see. C can, can I kiss you, Anna? Yes, Peter. <laughs> Margot would, would never kiss anyone unless she was engaged to them. <laughs> and I'm sure, too, that Mother never touched a man before Pim. But things are so different now. What do you think? Do you think a girl shouldn't kiss anyone unless she's engaged or something? Would I have kissed you if I thought that? I've always thought that when two oh, it's people... It's so hard to think what to do. And here we are, with the whole world falling around our ears, and, well, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> We're having to cut down still further on our meals. What makes it worse, the rats have been at work again. They've carried off some of our precious food. Invasion fever is mounting every day. For myself, life has become more pleasant. I often go to Peter's room. Oh, don't think I'm in love, because I'm not. But it does make life more bearable to have someone with whom you can exchange views. I must be honest, though. I must confess that I actually live for the next meeting. Is there anything better than to have a boy's arms around you? I admit now that I'm glad the Fandans had a son and not a daughter. I've outgrown another dress. That's the third. I'm having to wear Margot's clothes after all. Otto, Otto, come quick. What is it? What is it? What's happened? Mr. Fandan, he's stealing the bread. Give me that, you dirty thief. You good for nothing. Mr. Dussel. Peter, give me a hand. Let him go. Let him go. You greedy, selfish. What is it? The bread. He was stealing the bread. It was you. And all the time we thought it was the rats. Mr. Fandan, how could you? I'm hungry. We are all hungry. I see the children getting thinner and thinner. Your own son, Peter. I've heard him moaning. He's sleepy so hungry. And you come in the night and steal food that you go to them, to the children. He needs more food than the rest of us. He's a big man. And you're worse than he is. You're a mother. And yet you sacrifice your child to, to this man, this pig. Yes, I've watched you day after day. And I've held my tongue, but not any longer. Not after this. Now I want him to go. I want him to get out of here. I did. What do you out mean? Out of here? What do you mean? Just that. Take your things and get out. Edith, you are speaking in anger. You cannot mean what you're saying. I mean exactly that. For two long years we've lived here side by side. We have respected each other's rights. We have managed to live in peace. Are we now going to throw it to Olivier? 
I know this will never happen again, Mr. Van Damme. No, no. Come, Booty. Let me help you to your bed. Come. Uh, I... He steals once, he steals again. David, please, let us be calm. We'll sit down quietly and talk this out. No, no, no more talk. I want him to leave. You would put us out. Hollow Street, there are other hiding places. A cellar, a closet, I know. And we have no money left to pay him for that. I'll give you money. Out of my own pocket, I give it gladly. Oh, Mr. Frank, you told Putty you'd never forget what he'd done for you when you came from Amsterdam. If my husband had any obligation to you, he's paid for it over and over. I hate it. I've never seen you like this before. I don't know you. We don't need the Nazis to destroy us. We're destroying ourselves. I asked Nick to find you a place. Mother, you're not putting Peter out. Peter hasn't done anything. He'll stay, of course. When I say the children, I mean Peter too. I'd have to go if father goes. He's no father to you, that man. He doesn't know what it is to be a father. I, I wouldn't feel right. I couldn't stay. Very well, then. I'm sorry. No, Pet. No. I don't care about the food. They can have mine. I, I don't want it. Only don't send them away. It'll be daylight soon. And they'll get caught. Oh, please, Mother. They're not going now. They stay until me finds them a hiding place. But one thing I must insist on. Mr. Van Damme must never come to this cupboard where the food is stored. We'll divide what we have. An equal share for each. To think we've sunk so far as to, to fight over a few crumbs of bread. <gasps> oh, it's me. It must be trouble. Hate it. Don't say anything to her before you've sorted things over. Mr. Frank, the most wonderful news... The invasion has begun. What oh, did you hear what I said? The invasion has begun. But oh, say something. The invasion. Where? It began early today. How do you know? The radio, the BBC. They said they landed on the coast of Normandy. The British? British, Americans, French, Dutch, Poles, Norwegians, all of them. More than 4,000 ships. Churchill spoke and General Eisenhower. DJ, they called him. Oh, oh, Normandy, did they land, did they say? Normandy, that's all I know now. Oh, I, I'd better fly. I, I'll be up the minute I hear more. Goodbye, me. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Please, I'm so ashamed. Oh, it doesn't matter now. Did you hear what Nip said? The invasion has come. We're going to be liberated. This is a time to celebrate. But to steal bread from children. Oh, we've all done things that we are ashamed of. Look at me, the way I treated Mother. So mean and horrid to her. No, Anna Lynn, no. Oh, Mother, I was. I was awful. Oh, but I think of the terrible things I said. Stop it. Do you want to smell the whole invasion? We're all in much better spirits these days. There's still excellent news of the invasion. The best part about it is that I have a feeling that friends are coming. Who knows? Maybe I'll be back in school by autumn. Ha, ha. The joke is on us. The storeman doesn't know a thing, and we're paying him all that money. Wednesday, the 2nd of July, 1944. The invasion seems to be temporarily bogged down. Everyone is low. Even poor Pim can't raise their spirits. 
I feel downcast myself, but never in despair. I can shake off everything if I write. But that is the great question. Will I ever be able to write well? I want to so much. I want to go on living even after my death. There he goes again. The telephone, Mr. Frank. Do you hear? Yes, I hear. But this is the third time in quick succession. It's a signal. I tell you, it's Meep trying to warn us. For some reason, she can't come to us, and she's trying to warn us of something. Something's happened. For three days now, Meep hasn't been to see us. And today, not a man has come to work. There hasn't been a sound in the building. Perhaps it's Sunday. We may have lost track of the days. Anna, what day does it say in your diary? I don't lose track of the days. I know exactly what day it is. It's Friday the 4th of August. Friday. And not a man at work. She would never telephone us. Mr. Frank, I beg of you, go down and answer it the next time it rings. No. Just pick it up and listen. You don't have to speak. You just listen and see if it's me. No. Yip knows I'd never go down to his office. That was the arrangement. I'll do nothing that might let anyone know within the building. So we just wait here until we die? I can't stand it. I kill myself. I kill myself. Shut up. I saw you slip into your room. Do you know what I do? When it seems as if I couldn't stand being cooped up for one more minute, I think myself out. I think myself on a walk in the park where I used to go with Pim, where the daffodils and the crocus and the violets grow down the slopes. You know, the most wonderful thing about thinking yourself out is you can have it anywhere you like. You can have roses and... Violets and chrysanthemums all blooming at the same time. I used to take it all for granted. And now I've gone crazy about everything to do with nature. I've just gone crazy. I think if something doesn't happen soon, if we don't get out of here, look at us, hiding for two years, not able to move, waiting for them to come and get us. We're not the only ones that have had to suffer. There have always been people who have had to... Sometimes one race, sometimes another. And yet... It doesn't make me feel any better. Oh, I know it's terrible. When people are doing such terrible... The world must be going through a phase. The way I did with Mother. It'll pass. Maybe not for hundreds of years, but... Someday, I still believe, in spite of everything, that people are really good at heart. I want to see something now. Not a hundred years from now. Peter, if you'd only look at it as part of a great pattern, that we're just a little minute life. Someday, when we're outside again, I'm going to... Seems I'll stay here is over. 
They're waiting for us now. They've allowed us five minutes to get our things. We can take a bag and whatever it will hold of clothing. Nothing else. So, dear diary, that means I must leave you behind. Goodbye for a while. Yes. Please. Please, me, or anyone else. If you should find this diary, will you please keep it safe for me? Because someday, I hope... That was all. I'd gone to the country to find food. When I got back, the block was surrounded by police... I made it my business to learn how they knew. It was the thief, the thief who told them. It seems strange to say this, that anyone could be happy in a concentration camp. But Anna was happy in the camp in Holland where they first took us. After two years of being shut up in these rooms, she could be out, out in the sunshine, the fresh airs that she loved so much. The news of the war was good. The British and Americans were sweeping through France. We felt sure that they would get to us in time. In September, we were told that we were to be shipped to Poland. The men to one camp, the women to another. I was sent to Auschwitz, they to Belsen. In January, we were freed, the few of us who were left. The war wasn't over yet, so it took us a long time to get home. We'd been sent here and there behind the lines where we'd be safe. Each time our train would stop at a siding or a crossing. They'd all get out and go from group to group. Where were you? Were you at Belsen, Buchenwald, at Mauthausen? Is it possible that you knew my wife? Did you ever see my husband, my son, my daughter? That was how I found out about my wife's death. And Margaret... The Vandans, Peter and Dussel were all dead. But Anna, I still hoped. Yesterday I went to Rotterdam. I'd heard of a woman there. She'd been in person with Anna. I know now. In spite of everything, I still believe that people are really good at heart. She puts me to shame. And be sure to tune in next Wednesday night at 8 and every Wednesday night for the week's finest radio entertainment brought to you for your listening pleasure by your hosts, the Brewers of Castle Lager. So until next week then, a very good night to you all.